Hello everyone and welcome to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai and join me tonight. I have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. You can address me as HBIC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about the sixth episode of Vinland Saga. So uh, last time we talked about how episode five was a sort of slower paced um, character building episode. I think we got a little bit more of that in this episode, episode six. What do you think, show? Well, it's definitely, uh, it's like, I don't know about the pacing. I don't know if it's fast or slow. I don't know. I honestly, it's hard to say. I don't know, Alex. (laughs) Well, we definitely got some more character development because we get to see Thorfinn sort of, um, grow up, so to speak. Uh, we get to see him become older obviously his hair is starting to grow out and he is becoming more of a man um we also get to see what's happening with the political situation between denmark and england in this episode so it definitely um definitely anchors the show around an actual historical event so that's really interesting and the historical event i'm talking about is the uh, invasion of england by uh swin I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Swin Forkbeard, in the early uh, 1000s AD. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm, I'm logging for more historical-based anime. Obviously, Villain Saga isn't based on an actual historical event, but it takes place around historical events, so that makes it cool to me. Um, but yeah, having that that p- the political situation sort of explained really grounds it in... I, for me personally, it grounds it in a sort of realism where it's like, okay, I can actually fathom this going on right now. Yeah, I really like the setting. I don't like how they told me the setting because in the last episode, we were uh, really happy with how the show didn't beat us over the head with information. And I was not happy with how they explained the political situation by literally straight up telling us. Yeah, with basically just monologue <laughs> yeah you could have done better it was yeah. like it was way i i think what they were trying to do was like set up an epic introduction but it, it didn't come off as an epic introduction i was just like this is very bland and preachy and i don't wanna don't really care honestly <laughs> yeah I, I, after it's done you're like okay moving on <laughs> Like, okay, I can put my pen and paper and my notepad down. Now we can get to the actual anime. So something else that we got to see in this episode was uh, Thorfinn, for whatever reason, is still trailing around with Askeladd and his group. Um, You actually get to see Thorfinn make his first kill in this episode, and it was quite a sight to behold. Um, So... Uh, Thorfinn with Askeladd and his troop, they're going to like pillage and ransack some more shit in England. Um, and <laughs> watching him kill this person was just amazing to watch because you see so much like rage and shit in his eyes. And I'm like, okay, 
Okay. He's just like crying and screaming as he like repeatedly stabs the corpse. And I'm like, girl, you have a lot of emotions right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all melding into one. Yeah. And then he just lurches his head back and just screams like, ah, I'm like, okay, a little shonen, but I'll take it. That's what you call a birth, the birth of a mass murderer right there on that night. Jack the Ripper was born. <laughs> I mean, we are in England. That, that is true. That is true. Um, also, we mentioned it last time, but I got to, I got to, got to bring this back up again. Um, the OST um, having these really melancholic um, piano or just single instrument melodies uh, playing over the 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 action that's going on. We got this with like a really somber uh feminine voice singing over this and i'm like wow what a contrast yeah it really set the mood for um the sadness in thorfinn's life (laughs) yeah um and then of course following this we get like this little montage scene of of thorfinn participating in just a slew of different battles um and as he's going through it he's kind of getting older and older and older his hairstyle is changing. His voice ends up dropping. Um, he is essentially becoming a badass. You get to see him stab a guy in the neck. He backstabs some guy in the back of his neck. Uh, he throws a dagger into the neck of some guy who's attacking Asglad. He aims for the neck a lot. Girl, he's a fucking ninja. I love it. Basically. Then you see him facing off against two guys. He gets pinned down, and then instead of actually reaching for his own weapon, he takes the dagger out of the guy's scabbard and stabs him with his own weapon through the face. Which I really like as the reason why he dual wields daggers, because Mm. they organically explained it. Do more of this kind of thing instead of the narration at the beginning of the episode, please. Yeah, I, I agree. It it work it works way better than just monologuing narration. I I completely agree. Um, but yeah, watching him become a badass was was really really cool. And I again we, we see him just hanging around with Askeladd and his group, and he's not not making any moves against him. At least not outwardly. Um, currently, Remember, and Askeladd just seems oh, consent oh, is important. <laughs> because he well, needs Askeladd Askeladd's have... consent before he can kill him. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Askeladd seems to have no problem with this person who has outwardly stated that he wants to kill him being around. And I'm like, okay, uh, sure, I don't see any way this would go wrong for you in the future. That's because Askeladd is crazy, but also smart. And when you I... combine those two together, you get... Crazy smart. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one of the things that uh, Thorfinn is tasked with doing by Askeladd is going out and scouting a landing site, uh, which is a village that they want to go and attack and making it to where they can land safely and basically pillage the village. They send him uh, ahead to see what kind of defenses the place has and to see how easily they can take it over. And one of the people, well, and, you know, I'm trying to think of how to 
say this. Um, in in the course of him doing this, he ends up getting shot by an arrow and I guess just left to die somewhere, um, even though he's not actually dead. And he ends up getting rescued by this old woman and her daughter. And it's really interesting because the old woman is talking about how she thinks like the current king of England is a fool because they killed Danish immigrants and all that kind of shit. And I'm thinking, who? You're really brave to be saying all these things out in public because <laughs> back in the monarchy days, they get your head chopped off. I don't know how anachronistic that opinion the old woman has is, um, but I thought it was, it really provoked my brain. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what if, what if uh, they didn't kill the Danish immigrants? Could they have learned to coexist and create a beautiful harmonic relationship who knows only the probably not oh, i'm gonna say wow. i'm gonna have a big old x you're down so on pessimistic all you think about is war and death what about cooperation what about teamwork makes the dream work alex i'm gonna that was cringy uh, <laughs> because then you have no fucking story no uh, i meant in real life <laughs> Oh, well, wouldn't the world be great if it worked like that? Wow. <laughs> okay, you can quote that from Alex. 2019 quotes of the year. <laughs> I mean, it would be great, but it doesn't. <laughs> but no, All so you need is a Christian woman. heart, Alex. And you can, but yeah, you can heal um, the world. Speaking of which... Um, so the the old woman, uh, much of the protest of her daughter, ends up taking uh, this, uh, ends up taking the injured Thorfinn in and sort of rescuing him, healing him up a little bit, letting him rest at her home. And she goes on to explain that you know she's explaining it to her daughter that she has these Christian principles that even though uh, this that Thorfinn may indeed be an enemy to the English, like she's not gonna just let him leave, you know leave him there to die just because he may be affiliated with the enemy he's still a human being yeah so i don't know if that's like anachronistic for or culturally correct for what the a christian english one would actually do but i think it brings up some interesting ethical dilemmas and i think like, okay, so there are, there's a lot of ethics that's been brought up in this show so far, especially with Thor's character. And I think Thor's version of ethics is naive and a flaw in his character, and he died for it. But I, honestly, I don't think this woman's uh, ethics are flawed. I think that narratively she shouldn't be punished for this but clearly she is we know this because the of the end of the episode but i don't think i don't view this her personal principles as flaws that she should be punished for hmm i mean it's fair enough i mean I, i i agree i don't know exactly if this is an anachronistic view of you know you know looking at christianity through uh modern lens at the past i I don't exactly know. I know that Christianity back then was considered somewhat differently than it is today, but I still think the, I, I agree with you. Like her motives are in the right place for sure. Um, 
so something else that happens through all this is we find out that the woman had a son who was killed by a cold and then uh her i assumingly her husband uh the father of the daughter uh had to go off to war because of what's going on between the danes and the english currently and uh, the daughter of this woman says, you know, why are we helping this person? You know, dad had to go off to war because of him. And uh, she she goes, she uh, mentions a, a line that says, women and children are not obliged to get involved in a quarrel amongst men. That, now that may sound anachronistic, but it's actually not because women really weren't allowed to fight back then in any kind of military capacity. Honey, we just started the feminist movement right here. England, 1000 AD. Honey, go get your I mean, go get your pickets and your torches and go burn down the patriarchy. No, but <laughs> um, I found, I found that that line um uh it tickled me. <laughs> okay, I mean it, it's very true because all wars back then were wars fought amongst men. So true, and I, I it's an interesting line. Um, and it, it just happens to be true for the time that it takes place in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also get to see this woman basically play nursemaid to Thorfinn. Um, and <laughs> Thorfinn has fucking lice, <laughs> which I thought that scene was funny where he's scratching his hair and the lice fall into the food. That's gross. It's gross, but it was funny. Um, <clears throat> and we find out that, uh, Thorfinn can actually blush. That was so cute um, when he was blushing and pouting as the woman combed his hair, and he had such long, beautiful, conditioned locks. I'm like, oh my god, L'Oreal Paris, L'Oreal London, let's go. Because you're worth it. <laughs> Wait, is that that's? I forget what brand it has. That no, no, that, that is the right brand. Slogan. Brand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good job, Alex. You did it. Um, so something also that was funny in this, and it really threw me for a loop because um, obviously they weren't actually speaking Japanese back in the you know early 1000s in England, um, but all the characters are speaking Japanese because it's an anime. Um, and all the characters in the, these scenes between like Thorfinn and the old woman, they're all speaking Japanese, but then Thorfinn says, I can't understand you. Um, so canonically, what you're supposed to get from that is canonically they're speaking different languages, although everyone is speaking in Japanese. That really doesn't come off very well when everyone is speaking Japanese, but I get why it was done. It was done for ease of, you know, production. Yeah, ease, ease of production. I mean, it's um, like, it really threw me for a loop when, when Thorfinn's like, I can't understand you. I'm like, bitch, you're speaking the same language. <laughs> is anime the only medium that does this? Cause like, I know uh western media would actually use foreign languages and then subtitle it i don't know about like foreign media like i don't know like european media or asian media non-japanese asian media i don't know what they do but um i I think maybe it's because they're uh the anime industry isn't doesn't have as much money involved in it as something like Hollywood or like in India, Bollywood or just European uh, film or television industry. Um, so there really isn't. And and while there are there are some uh, anime voice actors, some seiyu out there who can legitimately speak English, there's not a whole lot of them. 
and they all speak they i won't say all most tend to speak english with an exaggerated accent that's very difficult to hide i mean like this isn't uh uncommon in anime for them to just like say they're speaking a different language but actually just speaking japanese and Mm. i don't know it's kind of like i get what you're saying but i don't really think it's excusable it kind of like really tears you out of the immersion especially for a western fan uh, yeah, I guess. And you're right. In Western media in particular, they, they're they're a lot better with this where when you have a scene with people that are speaking different languages, at least one of them will be speaking a different language when, you know, there's supposed to be different languages spoken. Whoever dubs and then this, it'll be I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't want accents. I actually... I don't want it. I actually think if the, if this gets dubbed, which I'm assuming it eventually will, I wouldn't mind having you know them spe- the the English people speaking in some kind of um, old English parlance. I don't think that would be necessarily a bad thing. Oh, that's a good idea. Whereas in the like they the, they would have the Vikings speak in English, um, maybe some yeah just basic modern English, and then they have the English the actual English characters speaking in some kind of like old Englishized, I don't know, dialect or something. That would be amazing. You should be an anime producer, Alex. I mean, that's what I would do if I were dubbing it, but who knows what they're actually going to do. Hell, maybe they'll actually get people to speak old English and then subtitle it. And then all the dub fans would be like, I watched this to listen, not read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably right because they'll always bitch about something um so after getting over that um we find out that um the english army is actually looking for thorfinn they actually know that he's alive and around somewhere and they uh a i guess a scout you would call him from the english army comes up to the old woman's house uh looking for him and the old woman just pretends that thorfinn is her own son Girl, this uh, this bitch needs mom of the year. Honey, ugh. she's so nice. I was going to say, like, um, that's a whole, uh, you know, like, there, there's something to be said for some Christian niceness of picking someone up when they're wounded and healing their wounds, but literally hiding them from your own government. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you're going above and beyond here, woman. Well, she's definitely but, um, going to, to heaven. Sooner than she thinks. I would hope. <laughs> Yeah, I would hope. Um, so uh, Thorfinn, in the middle of the night, just picks up some like kindling from the fire that's inside their house, and then just looks at him and says, "And and it, it, he's supposed to be saying this in English, mind you, but he says it in clear Japanese." Run, um, and they all look like, "Oh my God, he can speak!" <laughs> and he goes and he runs to. Um, to light a signal fire, he sets a, like a cottage that's near the ocean on fire as a green light to raid the village. And I just want to say, the way that Thorfinn is standing out in front of it, like, I don't want to say it's like something out of JoJo's, but it was very menacing out of JoJo's. It was. He would look like a fucking demon. He looked like straight out of a horror movie. Like... The, he's the serial killer standing outside while all his victims die. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a scary angle there. 
Yeah, and then of course the 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 soldiers come up to the beach, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking massacre you," and he does. He proceeds to just stab these bitches to death. Um, as the old woman who has come to the beach watches on in some sort of abject horror. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah, he doesn't even need a mushroom to go crazy eyed. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need some hallucinogenic stuff to just go crazy. Um, and like everyone finally realizes what's happening they look out and they see the the viking ships approaching like oh fuck we need to fucking run and the woman just sits there on the beach and looks at thorfinn like crying um and then you see like at, you just see her all the vikings are walking past her up the beach and then all of a sudden one passes in front of the quote-unquote camera and then she just disappears I assume we're supposed to take away from that that she was taken away and beaten to death. Oh, God. Like, I don't know if that's censorship that you don't want to show the woman dying because she clearly died. Um, Me being optimistic wants me to think that it's a narrative. She was never alive in the first place? Huh? (laughs) That she was never alive in the first place? She was an angel? No. Oh, my God. No, that it was a, a narrative choice to make her disappear because Thorfinn mentally didn't want to watch her die so he erased it from his memory um mm. but that's a long shot i just i don't know why she disappeared i think they should have just shown her die yeah i think well it certainly would have been very shocking to see well it is a viking um, anime <laughs> yeah compared to what we had seen less than five minutes prior um yeah it would have certainly been a shocking way to end the uh the the show but the, like the final shot that you see uh, uh, in, in this episode is a shot of the comb that the old woman was using on Thorfinn's hair like broken in half on the ground so much simple and <laughs> I know so that, that's, that's what I want to that's what I want to end this with like these last two episodes of uh Vinland Saga have been full of subtlety and full of just context that you aren't beaten over the head with and that you actually kind of have to figure some of it out yourself as a viewer um, it's something we don't see a whole lot in anime. Uh, we don't see nearly enough, I would say, in anime. A lot of subtle storytelling like this. Um, I would honestly say, though, and and correct me if, if you think I may be going a little too far here, um, that, number one, we need more writing like this in anime. But number two, like these last two episodes are some of the best episodes of anime I've seen all year. I really enjoyed these last two episodes, and I think that this episode in particular is definitely a contender for episode of the year, just because how much like emotion and character building and interesting storytelling it packs into one episode. Mm-hmm. I think it stands out on its own as like a really amazing uh, snippet of the show, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I'm I'm really hoping that going for, and there, there there's so many subtle story threads that have been woven throughout these last two episodes that I'm really interested to see where they go with some of this stuff because you know you can pull on one and three more will unravel at this point. So I just this kind of subtle storytelling I think is something we need to see more of in anime. Yep. And after this episode, I think that a recurring theme is going to be just like how we said in episode one when Thor is saved 
the slave and then bought it for eight sheep and then the slave immediately died i think the lesson we're learning is that no good deed goes unpunished and you just have to be a bad murderous uh ruffian to survive the viking days and i guess that's what thorfinn is growing up to be so let's i guess we're gonna see how fucked up he gets in the coming i can't wait i cannot wait to see what happens so thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us we hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you if you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast you can find us on youtube soundcloud itunes and spotify if you want to keep up with what we're doing you can join us on discord facebook twitter and our website shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future links to all these things will be down below in the description as always i have been your host alex and i will see you next time say goodnight show i'd let askeladd pillage my village <laughs> jesus every time every <laughs> fucking episode <laughs> this is gonna happen for 24 straight weeks oh yep you bet it whoa jesus help us all <laughs>